0: Hi! You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in.
1: Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thank you for joining us today as we are kicking off a new series. New series. New series. Before that, I'm going to say hey to James Ross, faithful co-host. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. It's weird to kind of be back to just like our normal I know. We got all setup. those guests done. Like, they're out of here. Yeah. Pastor Appreciation Month last month. Uh, interviews, they were very cool. It was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's rank them. one. Who was four. your
1: favorite? I was about to say. So, uh, in terms of congenitalism, Geniality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they all really were, they were uh, great. They were good. Uh, good insights. And uh, I've had people, you know, just from the community uh, share with me that they appreciated that. So, you know,
0: you know who them. my favorite pastor was that we had on next month, last month? Who? you, just.
1: Oh, man. You're so cool. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate I, you, buddy. I see you. I I hear you. <laughs> you are seen and heard. That's right. <laughs> uh, very heard. <laughs> we are very heard.
0: Heard too much. People are, are going to start yeah. saying like, uh, we stop, don't hear you stop, anymore. Uh, right. yeah.
1: <laughs> so we are kicking off a new uh, series this week uh, talking about problems with Christians. And we're building off of a teaching series that we are in called He Greater Than Church tradition mm-hmm. uh, we're continuing through the book of Mark uh, and uh, as we get to chapter seven and eight which is where we've been on Sunday mornings we start to see this shift of, of Jesus uh, instructing and teaching uh, and confronting uh some of the, the the beliefs of some of the religious leaders and how uh, they were performative in their actions and their righteousness they viewed as you know being because of what they did so um we we're just talking through hey this is a lot of what happens even now in culture, and some of the things we're going to talk about over the next few weeks are really inspired uh, by some of the uh, topics that were requested by yeah. you, uh, you our faithful, wonderful listeners. You are listening uh, audience yours, uh, who uh, just say, "Hey, we would love audience. to hear some more about the-, <laughs> the audience." Yeah, what is the what is a listen- listening audience? There we go. I prefer
0: um, not to call them our audience. But our friends. Friends. (laughs) We see you and Uh, we hear you. If you could see that, if you were listening to that, you didn't get to see the super cheesy.
1: (laughs) That was like a a, the Michael Scott, like uh, everyone's my friend in the (laughs) but no one's, yeah.
0: Also like mega church, like doesn't say anything confrontational, like talk where they're like, you're okay. That's right. I mean, you're really not because of all the choices you're making in your life, but I want you to feel good and keep giving to our church.
1: (laughs) Feel good. Feel good. Yes. You're okay. So... Speaking of traditional. Speaking of problems, <laughs> problems with Christians. So uh, we're going to be talking about things like uh, being hypocritical, being sheltered, being too political. Uh, but today we're kicking it off with uh, probably something that everyone uh, has been accused of at some point. <laughs> uh-huh, because, yeah. uh, you know, it's just an easy target, I think, in some ways. But that is, and then sometimes it's rightfully deserved. Uh, Keep that building is, up
0: this attention.
1: What's Keep, it going to be? What is it going to be? Yeah, say it on the count of three. Guess it. Guess it. One, two, three. Judgmental, being judgmental. You is could what be we're on talking. Blue's Clues. That's right. I, I've uh, one time when I was younger, you someone look was like, like you could be on. Blue's They told clues. me I was. I've been told that I should. I could have been that guy. Are you but serious? When I was like, yeah, when it was like popular, younger, you know. When wow. We were young. Yeah. Because who told
0: you that? Not your mom. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she wouldn't fluff you up like that. <laughs> no,
1: she was. She was hard knocks. Like that one. She's good like, hey, if you
0: want to be on Blue's Clues, you got to get this <laughs> stuff together right now. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. stay on that's so dumb so long. So dumb. It's, I, know, uh, we I have, know. We've had to be short on time because of other people. So now we Seriously, just get to- Seriously, Rural re-
0: told me I couldn't make any jokes when he was on. So like <laughs> I had to be very serious. So I'm like getting it all out Getting right it
1: now. all out. So uh, <laughs> what do we mean when we say people are judgmental or Christians can be judgmental? What do you mean, man? Oh, what do I mean? What do you mean if somebody asked you that?
0: Well, that's interesting because I think that people mean all kinds I of agree. things. Um I think the first
1: thing I, sorry, interrupt. I asked you a question. I'm going to interrupt you. But I just think like. What is this conversation at my house? <laughs> dad, 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 but what? But, but uh, really? I was just thinking, I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is like the the Christian trope that you see in most like, as, when Christians are portrayed like in a TV series or in a movie, there's mm-hmm. always like the token Christian who's like super prudish and really judgmental and out of touch with culture. And that's, that's what I think most people think of when they, You know, when is the last time you've seen like in a in a show or TV or media that's not a you know quote unquote Christian movie or something? A Christian portrayed like actually dealing with issues, their faith is like integrating their life, and they're not being portrayed as the judgy person.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that some people would just say any like, and our society is kind of unique. It's a Western individualized thing where we don't really. Value community like that's beyond Christianity. I mean, we're just in period, and um, I think anytime someone like infringes upon your personal autonomy, um, there's a there's a tendency to say, "Well, they're being judgmental. They have no right to say that," yeah. which which is really a fallacy in societal thinking, but. And Christians live by an ethic that does say, hey, there is societal living. And so I think that like any of that, you know, like, hey, we think that there should be this moral code when it comes to marriage. We think there should be this moral code when it comes to these ethical issues. Like you're judgmental to say that I'm doing something wrong, I think is really kind of like at a basic level what I think most people mean. Mm -hmm. And then there are indeed the people who, you know, I think it's more hypocritical, which we'll talk about next week, but who would be like, you shouldn't do this, but I'm going to go over here and smoke because the yeah. way I talk clearly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry, that was uh, my smoker, uh, voice, that smoker so. voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I was better than that mine. Smoker voice. Yeah. Um, I think too, it's like the. We love you if you smoke,
0: but it's stop. Okay. please stop because yeah, we love you. It's just you. not
1: good. Yeah. It's just not good for you. Um, I think of people saying, you know, like, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. Like yeah. that's that. That's kind of the mentality of like, I have license to do whatever I want to. Yeah. And my version of God is the only God who can judge yeah. me. So, so I, yeah. we're
0: getting kind of off of track of our thought, of our process here, but that's right. okay. So when people say you can't judge me, only judge God can judge me. Do you realize like the significance of that statement? You're saying God can judge me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you're admitting that
1: God can judge you. Yeah, And if God can judge you, wouldn't you want (laughs) to know the standards? Like, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know if you ever had that teacher in school who was like, you never knew how they were grading. And so you just try to like, do everything right, and then you get your paper back and you're like, you got a bad grade, but you didn't know what you were supposed to do. Don't you want to know the standards before you apply or submit? Yeah, My
0: humanities teacher in community college, that was her. But she was always high. (laughs) But she gave me an A, so you know (laughs) what? Uh, It worked out. It worked (laughs) out. Because she
1: had very uh, subjective standards. She's like, whatever. One of
0: our tests were like, we listened to all these popular songs. We had to write down what the name of the song was. It's like That's a good skill. And on one of them, I didn't know... Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by oh. the Beatles. So I wrote the song about Lucy and she gave me an A. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> she gave me
1: credit. Wow.
0: Yeah, you guys really care. <laughs> so we, but hey, but really, I think a lot of people like that kind of God, yeah. like because it, that kind of God essentially just exists to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's okay if God is just like, who cares if you know the song title? But when it comes to like our choices that, Affect our children, our choices that affect the people in our society, our choices that affect ourselves. Like God is too loving to be like, it's okay, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about some examples. The people when people say Christians are judgmental, what are some things that people are? What are, What are some specific examples that the, obviously like you can't judge me? You know, only God. Can well, judge the me, smokers
0: I think. probably thinking we shouldn't have said anything yeah. about them smoking. Yeah. That's one.
1: Uh-huh. I think of like any basically any moral issue where people just want to do what they want to do yeah. without accountability. So you, you know i tell me what
0: to watch on TV. Yeah,
1: you can't tell me to do that. You can't yeah. what you can't tell me what's right or wrong. You can't tell me how to live. You can't tell I me I can watch
0: you know who are you tell me I can't drink or how much I can drink. Who are you tell me how I spend my money?
1: Money time. Yeah, all uh, the
0: time. Who are you tell me how to raise a kid? Who are you tell me I get divorced? Who are you tell me who to love? Who are you to tell me I mean, yeah, anything.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about like this issue, judgment in scripture and like the Pharisees were doing this to people like they were. we You talked about this in a sermon recently, how the Pharisees and religious leaders had created extra rules and were judging people according to their Traditions, yeah, right? Like, the, I've decided these things are good, and so now I'm judging everyone else according to my own standards.
0: Yeah, some things we covered last month were the Pharisees being upset about the uh, ritual purification, and you know about the eating of foods, certain foods, mm-hmm. and you know in both of those instances, like it was, it would have been okay hopefully I articulated this, for the Pharisees to say, we don't think you should do this. And here's why we don't think you should do this. But because those weren't hard, fast, biblical issues to then enforce them, uh, was one step further. Now, where they w- really went bad, because you know, if they're leaders and they have authority, like they can, you know, come up with a code, and if you don't like it, you find another group of religious leaders. I mean, you know, churches kind of have mm-hmm. standards. That's okay, but where they really went bad is they begin to think it made them righteous and yeah. make other people unrighteous, mm-hmm. and that takes away from the grace of God.
1: Yeah, I think that it's this unwritten, like, moral code that makes us righteous. And I think, like, so culturally, I'm going to use this as an example. This is, uh, you know, our next door neighbor uh, is a hoarder. And, uh, he just has stuff. For clarity, everywhere. he said hoarder. Hoarder. You might yeah. show sure people heard the der. <laughs> the der. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we we're talking about some movies. He has, movies. there's stuff. I mean, at one time, uh, he's had some help and we've tried to help some. He had stuff coming out of it. I mean, it was just everywhere. All over his driveway. It looked really bad. Uh, and you can imagine, uh, what people in Niceville, in Blue Water Bay, think of someone who lives like that uh and we Bougie in our, water bay that's yeah what I <laughs> and then our, our other neighbors we've they know him we've tried to and but one day uh, and we know his story we know a little bit background so we've gotten to know him why he's like this and ultimately like is it nice to look at no but there's a reason he's like this mm-hmm. and one day some ladies were out walking and they kind of just stopped in front of his driveway which is literally right next to ours and they were just staring and just like talking and mm. christy was out there and they were just saying some really really rude things mm. about him mm. and they don't know him mm-hmm. and because it's not up to their standard like yeah. and they said something to christy asked her a question and she was just like you know he is doing the best he can and right. not without sharing it but it's like I was just thinking, like, that is a great picture of what we're talking about. It's like, mm-hmm. I had the standard of how everyone should live, and I think my standard's right. right. And you're not meeting my standard. Mm-hmm. Now We're not even talking about God's standard. We're talking mm-hmm. about my standard of living, uh, my standard of righteousness, my standard of outward morality. And now I'm judging you. And they've really said some terribly rude things, and I'm like... I'm glad they talked to Christy because I would have been like, well, grab a shovel and help, like, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, like do something.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, so there's where it gets a nuance. Like, so let's use that example. So, you know, if it's cluttery and just a bunch of stuff and not as tidy as we would like, you know, I mean – we might be way wiser mm-hmm. for the way we don't hoard than the way yeah, they do.
1: Exactly, But,
0: you know, where's that line? Because, mm-hmm. because other people would say, you know, not that extreme at case, but like somebody's house just is as, you know, mm-hmm. tidy. They, they, they have too much stuff. Like there's not really like a black and white issue there. Like, right. you know, there's not a clear cut answer to that. Um, so, so, but, but, but when it does become harmful to people, you know, um I do think you know that is a reason to speak into it. Um, and I think, I think for Christians, it's like we have a misplaced passion because I think most believers would say, "Well, that's going to bring down the property value mm-hmm. of my house who's next door, and I'm going to be so upset because it hurts me financially. But then they wouldn't be as passionate about someone who is doing something that is just uh, you know not right in God's eyes, clearly. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't affect them, I think that's where as Christians, we kind of give, add fuel to the fire mm. of those who would say we're judgmental by saying, you know, well, you shouldn't do that. And then not being like consistent. in it. And it's really because we have the things that hurt us more and we're <laughs> more passionate about that. Right.
1: Yeah. I think part of it is like in judgment, it's like you, you, you're a lot less judgy when you try to just understand where people are coming from. So like yeah, getting to right. know his story and yeah. you're like, okay, like, where we're coming from and our reasons for being a certain way or acting a certain way aren't necessarily an excuse that we should like just like yeah. not judge things rightly. But it's so much more helpful when you like understand, like, hey, this is where people are coming from. And maybe my standard of how to keep a yard clean yeah. <laughs> is is not the most important thing in the world. Right. And I'm not gonna I think that's how we just when we start like, how could they live like that? How could someone be like that? Well. There's lots of reasons yeah, someone can right. be like that, and just having a having an ounce of empathy, uh, you know, helps a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, if he were, I mean, just coming out and doing something weird, you yeah. know, with your kids, exactly,
1: like, there would be a line where yeah, you're like, yeah. "I'm you judge right or that is right. wrong," and we are yeah. gonna have a talk. Yeah, and there
0: yeah. are standards. So, so let, let's take this from a you know the outside the church view, like people who say. Hey, we should just be able to do whatever we want. Like, they, they, they don't mean they, that. They don't mean that. I mean,
1: yeah, they mean I mean, in theory, but then just, you know, imagine everyone actually doing everything. And, and, they and want so then
0: the popular argument, well, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, but it's like, how do we know? Yeah, like, what really, hurts? you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, if you're speeding and you say, well, my speeding on this road doesn't hurt anybody. Right. Well, that law was agreed upon by a society because, um, the the consequent the possible consequence of you speeding because if somebody's coming, you know, yes, true, you're right on this desert highway, nobody's ever there. But the instant somebody's walking, the instant somebody, you know, happens to come across, like you have all of a sudden created a greater scenario for them being harmed. And that's why God has some of the rules that He does, that we don't necessarily see how it directly affects anybody, but Just because we don't see how it directly affects everybody doesn't mean that there's somebody walking in the dark who we don't see or there is somebody coming on that deserted road that we didn't see. And so we really have to trust in the Lord. And that's as a Christian, then it's like, okay, we understand, you know, society should be acting in a certain way. And, and try to point to that. But ultimately our appeal cannot be, well, Hey, here's what God says. You should do it to a person who doesn't believe in God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they're like, well, what standard? Yeah. Right. So when is judging? Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, judging is okay.
1: Oh, judging is okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we make judgments all the time. Yeah. And people say, Don't judge. Well, I, you judge things all the time. Like you judge, Hey, this person is safe person. I would trust this right. person with my children. I would not trust this person. We, right. we make judgments all the time.
0: Yeah. So like on the, you know, I coached flag football this year for the fourth year in a row. And, um, you picked up an extra team, I will say.
1: Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you. But,
0: um, <laughs> way to go, you know, there's a rule book mm-hmm. and I may or may not like some of the rules in that rule book and other coaches may not, but the standard is the rule book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God has given us standards. And so, you know, when we're out there doing life, like that's, as a believer, that's really the standard, you know, is, and, and, and I think, I think we have to realize that's why the gospel centrality is so important. And our appeal starts with the gospel because you realize God gave us these rules out of love. So in Exodus, whenever God gives the 10 commandments, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know what he says before he gives the 10 commandments? What does he say? He says... I'm the Lord, your God, who yeah. brought you out of slavery, mm-hmm. out of Egypt. Yeah. Therefore, and then he says, obey. Mm-hmm. Like, that's God. God's that's not heart, like, yeah. just obey me. <laughs> do what I say <laughs> like I am when my kids it. are yeah, yeah. being good, you know? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's the heart of the father in there. Like, right. Yeah, you're my people, and I want what's best for you. And I think that that's a great point because that is so often what's neglected uh, when we talk about, like, the commands of God. Like, it's from his heart as a father. Yeah. You know, that he says these things to us because he loves us and yeah. he wants what's best for us. And he knows what's best for us is him yeah. and fellowship with him and relationship with him. Yeah. Uh, and so, so if I'm
0: judging, right. Uh-huh. I, I if, if I'm a referee, I'm saying, Hey, here's why I'm calling this. Cause this is the rules and the rules are there, you know, to create the greatest league, you know, greatest opportunity. Like that's the reason they're there. And the people who came up with the rules have flaws when we're representing God, we're saying, Hey, here's what God's word says. And here's why God's word says that. Mm-hmm. Cause he loves you. Like that, that's where I don't understand why Christians are like, you shouldn't drink. You know, well, a, the Bible actually doesn't even say that, but you know, yes, you shouldn't do these things. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, well, a, if it's a black and white issue in the Bible, like, yes, say, you know, you, homosexuality is wrong but here's why like Mm -hmm. god created marriage to be a picture of christ in the church god created male and female to meet each other in their needs to show a show Mm -hmm. our dependence our need for dependence like god created for multiplication you know all all, like all these things not Mm -hmm. just
1: stop yeah it goes back to the heart of it all and i think that's where christians have rightfully uh not every Christian, but Christians as all have, probably have rightfully earned uh, the stigma of being judgmental is because yeah. we do often hold the lamp up to, I would say, easier targets yes. for morality yeah. and culture. Yeah. That that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. And you know, meanwhile, we neglect our own sin, yeah. our own hearts. Um, and really, all we're, it's a form of self-righteousness. It is. So here's a question that you know I think people probably struggle with because I don't think people listening to this, uh, and I think most sincere Christians in general, don't want to be judgmental. Uh, and the struggle is, how do you really hold to convictions of what is right and wrong and love people well, uh, and not come across as judgmental. And I think, you know, the easy answer is you follow the model of Jesus. You know, Jesus did this perfectly. Uh, so how do we, how do we do that? How do we say, like, have, have firm convictions, make the truth known, love people well and not come across as judgy?
0: you take the plank out of your eye first so that you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye.
1: Yeah, it's like there's a Bible verse yeah, for that, yeah, Matthew 7. <laughs> you
0: you say, okay, what are the major you know issues that I'm missing? Mm-hmm. And if I'm dealing with that, now I can I can approach this person clearly. A, maybe I was wrong. Right. B, now I see them the right way because the plank is our, our lack of understanding the gospel and that our righteousness mm-hmm. comes from Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. And when we take that plank out and we're seeing clearly through the eyes of, of, of the blood of the cross and the value of every person, then we're able to approach their sin correctly. We still are called to approach them because, right. because they're going to hell. Like that mm-hmm. Matthew is really dealing with salvation. If we don't mm-hmm. say, hey, I see you're not living for God. Mm-hmm. let's talk about why that is. Right. Yeah, and again, with a non-believer, the issue is not the direct sin, it's the it's the indication that they're not living for God.
1: Yeah, I think we often, uh, in that, just we're like, well, I'll just be kind. I'll yeah. just be kind. And and yeah, you should be kind, uh, but also- Be there, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop dog, new dog. That's right, and, but you, there is a point where you do have to bridge that, and I think um, you have to- uh, I'm trying to remember how it was said one time you have to there's a bridge to cross (laughs) but it was basically like you have to build bridges in relationship that can bear the weight of the truth you have Mm. to bring and I think Mm. that's that's how that people, was good, man. Yeah. I, I did not come oh, up with okay. that. Uh, I don't know where I've heard it, but okay. it stuck. But I think that is we have to build bridges, relationships bridges. I'm so
0: genuinely surprised <laughs> that you say because that was good. <laughs> wow, wow, Justin.
1: Wow. Can I write that down? Sorry. Yeah. Um, build bridges that can bear the weight of the truth we have we are called to tell. Yeah, and I think that's good. That's where we can come across as judgmental. Uh because if you know someone cares about you and they even if you disagree mm-hmm. on something, you mm-hmm. know they're not going anywhere, mm-hmm. you're still gonna be friends. You can receive something from them that you may not like.
0: Yeah. Well, and 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 I think another thing that's very freeing, and I it's taken me 10 years, 15 years to learn this is like I have friends who they know that I think that their life is headed towards hell. But I can't make them right believe like it's not my job. It's my job to love them and tell them the truth. Yeah. And they know, you know, and I pray that the Lord would help our conversations to, to further to that end or open their eyes through something. Um, but it's really not my job to convict them. And I think that a lot of Christians think like, you know, part of it's love, but also part of it is like wanting to win mm-hmm. and be right, you know? And I, and I think we got to let that go. Um, and then, you know, it's different when it comes to believers. I, it's so funny because I think most Christians are, like, very quick to point out, like, the sins of the world and then not point out the sins within the church. And Paul actually addresses this in 1 Corinthians, you know. And I think the reason why is because, you know, we have our church people, our friends. We feel validated and affirmed. We don't want to lose something. So we're, like, we're totally willing to to, to lose connection with the world because it doesn't really hurt us that much. But when we are Christian and we have our church friends, we are we don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. So we're not willing to have those direct conversations. When Jesus says in Matthew 18, how to approach that, 1 Corinthians 5, Paul says we have to deal with that. Galatians 5, Paul says we have to deal with that. So, I mean, it's just very clear that as believers, we should be saying, here's the sin I see in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. And don't you think, too, that a lot of judgmentalism and judgment – Uh, the wrong kind of judgment, not righteous judgment is really just rooted in a lot of insecurity in people. Like I'm not secure. And so I'm going to, I'm going to judge other people because that makes me feel better about myself. And I think that's why we like, you know, uh, silly things that people judge each over, like uh, judge each other over, like how, like specific forms of like how you would uh, raise your children or discipline your children or, or books you read or how you dress. Like, yeah, there, there may be, you know, wise things to, But it's like we judge people for those are like, why can't we just like live in grace with each other and be like, you know, I think that's why churches, you know, and you've been around other churches, why some churches, it's like you go to a church and you're like, everyone here is the same. And it's like because they're kind of of forming to these standards or traditions that might be okay, but also could just be like, oh, this is the the standard of how to behave and how to act and what to engage in culturally where it's like – the, the truth is the body of Christ is a, is a lot more diverse and, yeah. and messy with that. Now, the, the, the flip side of that is that you can have congregations or churches where you're like, we don't judge anyone and everyone's welcome as they are, which everyone should be welcome as they are. But that can't be an excuse to never like be like, hey, but we're not walking in the light <laughs> in yeah. this and right. you're not, uh, you know, just excusing things away. Yeah. Like I love fear you. Of I love
0: you enough to accept you as you are and to challenge you to become who God has created you to be. Yeah. I mean, that that's really what church should be. And, you know, the issues that you're talking about have existed since the beginning of time. <laughs> uh, Adam and Eve, you know, they're in the garden. Adam, that was the woman. <laughs> you know, Eve, it was the serpent. They're both accountable for the decision they made in those uh, moments, you know, and then in the early church, you know, whenever the gospel is going forth and it goes to the Gentiles and the Gentiles have foreskin still, you know, and, you know, Paul and and James and and Peter are like, hey, uh, what do we really believe here? It saves people, you know, and so that's going to, that's going to change like, but but I think the Jews like prided themselves and we're not like the Gentiles, you know, and, and in my house, man, I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old and And an 11 year old and a 13 year old, and all of them also have five and three year old. But all of them, when I say something to them about not doing something, they almost always say, "But so and so does that too. But so and so so did this." And I'm like, "I'm not talking about them." And I think when Mm -hmm. we as believers, God is dealing with our sin, Mm -hmm. we're like, "Yeah, but." But but Crosspoint they have these issues or but First Baptist Church on Bayshore they have these issues or but that person has these issues it's like uh, that's you're
1: missing plank, the point planking
0: your eye planking your eye you know mm-hmm. so that's just all self preservation and I would just say and I'll let you wrap it up like because I'm talking too long like we just need to be the people. Who are following Jesus. Andy Stanley said, when you stop following, you start evaluating. Mm. And I think when I am following Jesus, I am so focused on his heart to save people Mm -hmm. that I'm not sitting, I don't have time to judge people. Yeah. And when I'm when I'm judging people, it means I am not walking with the Lord like I should be.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I've said I think that before. It's like people who usually are the most complaining about things are the people usually doing the least because they have the most time to sit and yeah. watch. And that's the mm-hmm. same way. Like if you're following Jesus, like you're not as concerned uh, how other people are meeting standards. You're you're concerned that they are following Jesus because you are you're yeah. want what that you want them to experience the joy yeah. of knowing Him and walking with Him.
0: Do we believe the gospel, right? Do we believe it transforms our lives? Right. Because if so, wouldn't our goal, like, just be point people to Jesus? Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, I understand there's nuances of that, but like, it wouldn't be, you did this wrong. Like, right. It would be, Jesus will change Mm -hmm. all of that.
1: Yeah. And the root of, another root, insecurity, another root of being judgmental is really a form of self-righteousness. It is like, I did something. And I think right, if we, yeah. you know, when we, it's so much easier. You were
0: listening to my sermon. I, I said all like, all I listened, things. but yeah. it's like,
1: you know, I, I think, you know, I think I can look back over my life and say, by God's grace, I am becoming less judgmental in the wrong ways. Now I'm not there yet. There are still times I'm like, Ugh, you know, but I think it's because understanding more and more and more and more and more, I was dead I was dead and Jesus made me alive. And it wasn't because I'm good. You know, I, yeah. I say yeah. that almost every yeah. Sunday yeah. yeah. in worship because I just think we got to go there. Like we are, it is by grace, we're saved through faith. And, and that is really like, whether it's someone who rejects God and his authority, whether it's another believer who uh, is just uh, rebelling in a certain way or just something that needs, even something that's just a small thing that needs to be uh, confronted. We as believers must be marked by the grace of God, Mm, like mm. because we recognize we got the plank in our eye, uh, and that will save us so much heartache, uh, and and really it's freeing because then I'm not worried about like there's freedom in, in those conversations when you are just so saturated in the grace of God and understanding God's grace on you that you didn't, you haven't accomplished anything you've accomplished on your own. It's all because of his grace that frees you to really, uh, have authentic, genuine relationships with people. And, and people know that people Mm. can sense when you are coming from a place of grace and from a place of judgment, and they may not even like it. They may, they may still even, even coming from a place of grace. I think sometimes people are going to be hurt, and mm-hmm. offended and may it may take time to heal may take multiple conversations but ultimately um, you know you can't control how people respond but i do think the vast majority of times people are going to over time receive that because mm-hmm. people understand or mm-hmm. may not understand but people can tell when yeah. you're coming from a place of humility and grace and i would say that's the bottom I said, line
0: i said you wrap up but that's our vision you know is that people believe in jesus belong in god's family become who god has created them to be and you know i Often that ha- happens in those steps, but the truth is, those three things are all kind of happening together. There's not like a, okay, I believe in Jesus, now I belong, and now I become. Like, in fact, people could belong here before they believe, mm-hmm. um, and even, you know, some of the becoming starts to happen before belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, we clearly don't conviction want, we don't want yeah. people to just get, you know, conform, but... Yeah. Have bright lives, but yeah, yeah, and 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 it's all three things. We don't want people to just to believe in Jesus and then never become who God's created them to be. Because a, I don't know if they really believe in Jesus, and b, like there's this recovery and pursuit of of God's design, you know, for Mm -hmm. our life. That Thy Kingdom come, Thy will be done. So anyway, but hey, on, on a serious note, then since we're talking about this. Will you stop being mean to me about Georgia football being better than Florida
1: this year? I, I will be gracious. I will enter into your pain. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we finally have a year so I can like, yeah. kind of enjoy it. Yeah, for now. Yeah, for now because I think next year's going to be rough. Anyway, uh, we hope that uh, this has been encouraging and challenging and that you have not felt judged yeah. <laughs> um, because truly, like, this is something we all have a uh, room to grow in and I would just, uh, again, reiterate that um, walk in the grace of god build relationships carry the truth and carry it humbly you can't be you can't understand the gospel and remain proud amen, um, amen. so i just would encourage you with that uh yeah boom that pride that is, that's, that's pride, pride blowing, blowing up. up it's blowing up So uh, join us next week, Uh, we're gonna dive in. is the next topic in this uh, about being hypocritical. Should be, uh, you know, lighthearted, easy. uh, (laughs) Because none of us have ever been that way. But um, we're gonna uh, dive into that. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Go Gators. Dogs. Thanks for listening to Body Talk. We are
0: so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.